Welcome to Reading and Ranting, where we read obsessively and rant about life in our 20s. I'm Carly. And I'm Mia. And today, you're getting the Q&A episode that you didn't ask for. You're going to get us to get to know us so well after this episode. And I'm sure you don't care about the gory details of our life, but we're going to tell you anyways. Yeah, exactly. Be prepared to learn a little more about your favorite hosts of Reading and Ranting. We're going to be asking each other some questions here, things that Mia and I might not even know about each other after being friends for almost a year now, but being joined at the hip for that year. So it's basically an eternity. But yeah, let's get into it. I will start off with a question for Mia. And this is very Mia. You guys know she's our um our astrology girly. But Mia, what's your astrology chart? Okay, so I'll break down my big three for you. So I'm an Aries sun, a Cancer moon, and a Virgo rising. So lots of different energy there, but it really describes me. Like if you know me well, this matches up. So Aries sun, I'm like a total take charge leader type of person. I tend to thrive when I can be in a leadership situation, be the kind of like person on the front lines, like doing something very passionate, very headstrong, very stubborn, um, fire sign, just like that fiery energy. And then at the same time, I am also extremely sensitive when it comes to emotions and family. And that's the Cancer Moon. So the Moon is at home in Cancer, so that also always kind of amplifies those attributes. But I can be extremely sensitive and emotional, but I hold that very, very close to me, and I don't really sh- tend to show that side of myself to a lot of people. You have to be in my very inner circle for that to happen. And then, lastly, my Virgo rising. So this is kind of the idea of like your rising sign is people's first impressions of you. And Virgo is very detail-oriented, very kind of can be very nitpicky, but also just very grounded and hardworking. So they're ruled by Mercury, which is a plane of communication. So also I tend to thrive at activities like writing and reading. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And reading and ranting. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, people kind of tend to look at me and think, okay, so... She's a leader and she's detail oriented, but also a sensitive baby. And that's pretty much me. Love. You slid that explanation. Um, but so that we you guys know all about your co-hosts and both of our astrology signs. Mia, I feel like you know my chart better than I do. So do you want to quickly run over that and then we can move on to the next question? Yes, I will do the same. So Carly Sun Moon Rising. Carly is a Leo Sun, a Sagittarius Moon, and a Leo Rising. So if you know, you know, Homegirl is extremely fiery, extremely loud, charismatic, personable, charming, loyal. Um, Damn, I'm great. Yeah, you know, you're an incredible friend, honestly. Like the chart, like, doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. Um, The triple fire sign. Yeah, so obviously Aries, Leo, like we're going to get along extremely well, but Mm -hmm. there you go. I'll I'll always be here to remind you. Yes, exactly. And I feel like 
this is something about me is I never felt like a Leo when I was younger. I always called myself um, an extroverted introvert because even though I had like an outgoing side of me and like with my friends was always super loud and tried to be funny, I always felt very introverted. Like I need my alone time to like get my energy back up. I don't like my social battery gets low when I'm surrounded by people. I'm not like the extrovert where you thrive off of constantly being surrounded by people. And I always felt like Leos loved being the center of attention. They loved like constantly being extroverted around people. So I was like, God, I'm not a Leo at all. But then I would say, even though I still need my alone time to get my energy back as I've gotten older, I've really grown into my Leo traits. So now I would say I'm actually an introverted extrovert. Yeah. You know, switch up there. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm honestly the same. Like I'm extremely introverted and I need time to recharge. But the people that I I love being around, they do re-energize me. But like meeting new people is literally my worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. God. Yeah. Okay. Next question. I have a question for you. What is your go-to drink order at the bar? That's so hard because it depends where I am. If I'm in Austin, Texas, which is um, me and I used to be at both of our home bases. Now I'm actually in uh, the great New York City. But Mia and I both, I mean, she's from Austin. I guess that's a fun fact about Mia. I'm originally from New York, but I lived in Austin for six years. Mia and I went to the same college as we've discussed. And in Texas, there's a drink called a ranch water. And it's basically a tequila soda. But you know, tequila sodas are just so disgusting, especially when you go to like, when you're in college and you're at the local dive bar. It's like, disgusting you have to be so drunk to even get that shit down but a ranch rather rather than just being a little like a little like slice of lime where you have to squeeze it in it's nothing like that adds no flavor ranch water they actually take lime juice concentrate and add it to the sparkling water and tequila combo mixture and I love it it's like really tart so it's not everyone's cup of tea really covers that tequila taste so like I could chug like five ranch waters be good to go it's low in calories it's not very sugary so you're not gonna have a huge hangover but they are dangerous because you will drink a lot and you will get fucked up but I will say if I'm not in Texas my go-to drink order is a spicy marg very fair also very similar mm-hmm. and yeah the ranch waters can be risky business like the first night carly and i ever went out together we slammed i think six each oh so many like, and I was so, so hung over and this might be a like i'm spelling it all guys i at the time was on a break with my ex-boyfriend and we were having our conversation to break up the next morning i had the time of my life going out with Mia the night before, but I was hung over as fuck that next day. I lost my voice. I'm screaming at the bar. I was so hungover. Like, do not recommend having a breakup conversation when you're hungover because it just makes it 10 times worse. But I would never take back that night because it really solidified me and I's friendship going forward. It really set the bar. Yeah, um. it really did. <laughs> All right. Mia, fuck, Mary, kill, Mr. Darcy, Resand, or Edward Cullen? God. Are you see? Okay, this is so hard. <laughs> the, the, the perfect trio. Oh, my God. Okay, well. Oh, my God. I I feel okay. like I know what you're going to say, think... but also there's two that are a toss-up, so I don't know. I, 
I think I have my answer, but I you need to hear me out. Okay, I'm gonna give the explanations. Okay. I think I would fuck Resand. Mm-hmm. Like I just the Bat Boys. Like I'm too currently obsessed with the Bat Boys. Like if I had that opportunity, I would take it. Exactly. You know, six you five female warriors, five hundred years old. Like, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then this is this is where the toss up is. I think I would marry Darcy and kill Edward. No, I would too. Who oh would my marry, god, really? Who would marry Edward Cullen over Mr. Darcy? Not I. Yeah, I just think like I would get to live out my dreams of being a little 1800s girly who ends up marrying extremely rich uh, and never has to worry about anything except hawk exactly. or walks through the field. And, and he's like a progressive 1800s man and mm-hmm. you know the scene where he goes i love i love i love you and he's like <laughs> with every fiber of my being versus yes. edward colin he's like if you could outrun me <laughs> like we love edward but not nah, like no him and bella my, are so boring honestly like my middle school self like easily would have been like fuck edward colin like i would totally fuck him like mm-hmm. if, if that was a fuck mary kill but since my choice to fuck reason is so obvious, then I think the other obvious one is to kill Edward and Mary mm-hmm. Darcy. No, I honestly, I thought for you would be a toss up between reason and Mr. Darcy. I wasn't sure which one you would marry versus um, fuck, but I know it makes sense because yeah. also it's like reason we know that he's married to Farah. Like, we just know we can't compare it to her. So, like, he can just be a fuck before they got together. And then long term, Mr. Darcy, I would be the same way. So, this is why me and I are friends. We have the same fuck Mary kill there. Okay. So, since you got to ask me that one, which, like, not that it was out of pocket, but <laughs> if you had your own reality show, what do you think it would be about? Ugh. Dan, that's so hard because it's like, even though I think I'm an interesting person, I don't think anyone would actually want to like watch my life every day. Um, Let's think about it. I think like it could tie into like the a reading and ranting type vibe of being a girl figuring it out in my 20s, love reading. Honestly, I think it would just be like, like if anyone has ever seen HBO's Girls like I mm-hmm. love that mm-hmm. show and it's just really about I mean yeah it's like a little crazy it's obviously funny but it's about just all these like young women they're in their maybe like late 20s early 30s they live in Brooklyn and it's just about their lives and honestly I think mine would just be like watching me try to figure shit fucking out like watching me like go on a date and be like guzzling wine before like shitting my pants like watching me hang out with my friends and like laugh and have the time of my life like read my little smut books like I just think it'd be like that's what it would be it's like yeah you know nothing too crazy but I think if you're if you're interested in this podcast and like it pretty much would just be the podcast on video no, I mean, I could see that. I mean, you're literally living, like, the reality show. Like, you just moved back to the city. Like, <laughs> you have, like, the big girl corporate job. But, like, yeah. you're trying to figure shit out. Like, we're still a mess in our early 20s. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it's, like, you know, guys, like, I can be, like Mia said about my chart, I can be charismatic and suave. But also, I can be so awkward. I can say the most, like, batshit crazy out-of-pocket shit. Like, I get in trouble sometimes with the things I say. So I think it would just be a wild roller coaster, wild roller coaster of emotions. Maybe we can call it keeping up with Carly because all the K's. 
We love. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you didn't know, that's a fun fact about Carly. Carly is spelled with a K. Yes. Spelled with a that's- K. So, like, the Kardashians. Not named for the Kardashians. I am actually named the K's after my grandfather, Kenny. But, you know, it works perfectly with keeping up with Kardashians. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, should we pitch this to Hulu or something? Yes. Once this podcast takes off, like once we get you guys to support besties, we're pitching Keeping Up With Carly. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay. Mia, what's a useless superpower that you would like to have? Oh, that's a good question. I think, oh, I know. I would like to be able to, without getting up off the couch, summon a snack from my fridge or pantry. That's so good. Like, whatever. You can get a dog and train them to, like, grab you a beer or something. You don't even need a superpower for that. Like, like, whatever that power would be classified as, like, I don't know, like, teleportation or something like (laughs) (laughs) I would literally just like love like you know like Doctor Strange he can like make Mm -hmm. portals like if I could make a little portal in front of me and then a portal in front of my fridge and like reach in and like grab my like blueberries (laughs) or Uh like my glass of wine with my glass of wine like that that would definitely be the superpower I would go for. Like like I'm not like a fuckhead lazy. Like I live in a studio apartment. My couch is probably ten feet from my fridge. No, but like sometimes you just don't want to get up. Like exactly, I wouldn't use I it all you. the time. But if I it's had like that when you're, superpower, when you're lying in bed, like you could just like make a portal to turn off the lights. You don't even have to get up. Like yes, that is the bane exactly. of my existence. Yeah. Exactly. Or like I forget something in one room and like walk over to the other. Like mm-hmm. no, like I. Or, like, it, you can go and, like, refill your water before bed. I'm Me and my ex-boyfriend yes. used to get into so many fights about that because I'd be like, babe, go turn off the lights. Can you fill up my water bottle? Can you, like, do all the things? And he'd be like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I just need a superpower to, like, do all that shit and not even have to move. So, honestly, Mia, that's kind of slay. I like it. <laughs> Good. I love it. Okay, Carl, would you rather explore space or the ocean? Oh my god, this is funny because didn't I just send you a TikTok that was talking about this? And the TikTok basically said neither. He was like, I don't even know this. Like, I'm comfortable where I am. Like, I don't want to know about space and the aliens. I don't know what I'm wa- I don't want to know about deep ocean. Like, I'm good no- being naive. But if I had to choose, it's so tough because I'm not a big swimmer. Like, I I'm scared of the ocean. Mia knows this. Like, I do not like putting my feet in. I, I'm so scared of it being bit by a shark. Like, but then space also, like, I just don't think I could ever, like, I know Jeff Bezos paid, like, what was it? Like a billion dollars or like something crazy to go up into space for like five seconds. I just, I'm good on the ground. Like planes are the farthest I'll get up there. But I would say it's so hard because it's like, I don't know they're both so scary but then I also love like Star Wars and Star Trek so it would be cool to explore space but then am I gonna go explore and come back and a hundred years will have gone by I'll be the same age and everyone I loved is dead sorry I'm being like really like no thinking hard about this it's so real I would also I would be like shitting my pants like honestly the ocean fucking terrifies me so like yeah I feel like if I had to choose I would say space I was gonna say I would choose space ultimately and at first I thought I was gonna say ocean 
But I think space, there could be some really, really, really cool things to discover where even though it probably blow my mind, I couldn't even comprehend it in my little human brain. I think it'd be like insane to find out what's out there now that we know apparently aliens are real. I don't know. Ocean, it's like too close to home almost because we know it's there. So I'm like, I don't need to know. It's fine. All right. Mia. I feel like this is a good one because it's kind of on this the topic of reading and ranting but if you wrote a book what would it be about oh this is this is a good question it's like always been my dream actually like to be an author and like end up writing a book one day so if you see me in 10 years on uh the new york times bestsellers list like you knew you knew me way back when manifest Um, that shit yeah here we go i'm speaking it aloud it's a full moon Mm -hmm. tonight (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think if i wrote a book I think it would have a lot of aspects like from my own life like I'm just like very I'm a person who feels things very deeply and I think if I was writing a story it would be really hard for me to separate the events of my life from my characters but at the same time I feel like it would be extremely cathartic to write a character that like I really love and I can see myself in but at the same time like writing their story and how it plays out differently so Mm -hmm. I don't I think I might lean towards fantasy and if I didn't lean towards fantasy then it would be like very pragmatic like real like modern day like Mm -hmm. as if like it was a person living today I think definitely like strong female main character and I think I think ultimately it would be like a journey of like self-acceptance like that would be the story that I would want to tell um but I don't necessarily know how that would play out I'd have to think about it a lot (laughs) Honestly, yeah, I think that sounds amazing. Like a fantasy book where, I mean, it's kind of even like our favorite character, Nesta. Like she's on this self acceptance journey. Like we obviously resonated with that. If you could come up with your own, like, really interesting fantasy book that kind of explores those themes, I would be your first reader. 100%. I know you would be. (laughs) (laughs) I'll proofread that shit for you. I'll be like, you know, in fan fiction, they call it like your beta reader or something. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be your beta reader, babe. Let's do it. No, of course you would be. Um, Well, that was sweet. That was very kind of like sentimental. Mm -hmm. Um, To get back to something kind of kind of more lighthearted. I feel like it's funny to look back. We've talked a lot about our childhoods and the embarrassing shit that we did. So what's something that you did to look cool when you were younger, but like now you look back on it and you're like, why did I do that? Oh my God. That's so hard. Cause it's like, we all were just so cringy all the time. Like middle schoolers and like elementary schoolers just don't have that same awkward phase. But honestly, like I'm thankful for that awkward phase. I'm thankful I can look back the pictures of myself when I was like 12 and be like damn I glue up like imagine your like hottest self being you at 12 no but I would say like most embarrassing I just think I was a big follower of the trends um that was the question right most embarrassing okay like most embarrassing yeah (laughs) I would say like I'll I'll give it two parts I'll say a story And then I'll say just like things I did. Like, so for things I did, I loved following like the fashion trends. So I don't know if anyone remembers when headbands with like huge like flowers on your head 
were a huge thing. Like, I don't know why it was, but I wore a headband every single day to school, which is a huge fucking flower sticking out of my head. Like, I have pictures of myself from this time period, and it's so bad because, and I always wore, like, a colonial man low pony. I never wore my hair down. So it was always, like, a colonial man low pony and then just a fucking flower sticking out of my head like I'm Queen Elizabeth II going to, like, like a squash game or whatever they go to in England. So I would say that's pretty embarrassing. Um, Mia's like trying to get it together. No, I was I was literally gonna say like honestly in solidarity, I had some extremely questionable fashion choices. Um, the most unique of which was I went through a phase where I would make things out of duct tape. Like if you were around like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, it's a big thing, right? Um, I took it a little too far, a little too far. I made like full clothes for myself. My first, (laughs) (laughs) my first day of sixth grade guys, just, just put yourself back. That's so camp though. Your first day of sixth grade. I wear a neon green and purple duct tape jacket, like a full jacket with a (laughs) zipper that zipped. Like I was fucking psycho. They call it a jacket. A, a duct tape jacket, jacket. A duct tape jacket honestly <laughs> it was kind of camp like I'm if I had it today honestly I could probably rock that oh like, no like you already Brooklyn but you already know the New York City girls like Lower East Side girlies would be rocking that duct tape jacket and like probably sell it at the local thrift store for like a lot of money so everything comes around like everything is so cyclical I think we're probably gonna see that duct tape trend again but yeah I remember girlies like I'm sure you were selling that stuff like they're probably making bank selling their duct tape shit uh yeah I would sell duct tape wallets that took me like 20 minutes to make for like 10 dollars like yeah back back alley deals and you've always been a side hustler I really admire that about you you've always been a side hustler um but to tell like a quick embarrassing story I mean obviously there's so many but I don't know why this first one came to mind um when I I think it was in first grade so like a little old to be having accidents but we were playing, like, I don't remember what game it was in gym class, like, maybe, like, dodgeball, something like that. And I, basically, we had um gym class right after lunch period, and I hadn't gone to the bathroom, so I really, really had to pee, but I don't know why, when I, in first grade, little me didn't want to take the time to go to the bathroom because I wanted to get into the game. <laughs> so... I ended up not being able to hold it and I peed myself in the middle of gym class and basically walked through, <laughs> walked away from the puddle and then everyone was like someone peed like everyone was pointing to it and I was like oh my god yeah someone peed themselves because <laughs> there was a huge puddle on the ground <laughs> in the gym and then sly little me thought I was getting away with it like really thought I was doing something here I walked up basically my gym teacher had to like get the paper towels out and start like mopping up pee (laughs) and I went up to him and I go I forgot his name but I was like mister um I fell in a puddle during recess and my pants are wet can I go to the nurse (laughs) and he felt my pants and he was like yeah they are wet you can go 
And then I went to the nurse and I was like, I peed myself. And actually it was kind of not like a rare occurrence. Like my mom definitely got a couple of calls that, because even though they had a lot of change of clothes for kids that peed themselves, like they, they had a lot of like lost and found pairs of pants and they would clean them and give them to kids who peed themselves. But they had to like call your parents if you did. So they had to call my parents and I was like, mom, I peed myself. And like, I think she got a lot of calls like that, honestly, because it definitely was not the first time. Um, But yeah, I really thought I did something there. Like, I thought my gym teacher had no idea I peed myself, but like, he definitely knew. Literally, there's a puddle. And then two minutes later, I'm like, oh, my pants are white because I fell in a puddle. Can I go to the nurse? Like, I'm such, like, I just look back and like, that's so embarrassing. I was such a dumbass. But I don't think that people knew. So I will give myself that. Yeah, the teacher definitely knew, but oh, he did, <laughs> definitely did. I wish I could remember his name, honestly. Give him a shout out <laughs> for cleaning up my pee from the floor. All right, Mia. Yes. Which Hogwarts house would you be in, and why? Oh, okay. I already know the answer to this. Hundred percent Gryffindor. Um, I definitely like. I even though like I've said, I think I've said before, like I don't necessarily consider myself a brave person, but then in other ways. I think I am so like I I definitely have more of like a courageous like almost reckless streak um like I think the fatal flaw for Gryffindors is like their arrogance and I think that definitely tracks for me Mm -hmm. um but it just like more of like the passionate headstrong kind of girly like I'm I'm the Hermione of the Gryffindors I'm honestly Mm -hmm. I'm the Neville Longbottom of the Gryffindors (laughs) (laughs) Like, what way are you like, good with plants like I mean I'm not bad with plants but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a herbologist however yeah. I think like his whole like when he tries to stop them in the first book from going down to mm-hmm. the dungeons like he's like I'm gonna stand up for what's right like that's not right I feel like that's me like when it push comes to shove I will like cut a bitch even the people that I'm friends mm-hmm. with to be like hey that's not okay mm-hmm. um And at the same time, I think, like, just, like, that natural leadership position, like, the Gryffindor kind of spirit of, like, courage and bravery, like, because, like, it's, like, being brave despite your fears, right? Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I'd be a Gryffindor. Exactly. No, I think, you know, they always say the fire signs are the Gryffindors. Like, I've also taken the sword and hat quiz, and I've been a Gryffindor, Mm -hmm. but also I feel like I'm a wannabe Slytherin and Ravenclaw. I just love them all. But I think my obsession with Draco Malfoy makes me think I'm a Slytherin, but in no way would I probably be a Slytherin. But I don't know. They are super loyal and I'm a loyal friend, but I got to go on Pottermore.com and retake my sorting hat quiz. Yeah, we should retake it, honestly, because my Pottermore way back when, whenever I was a elementary mm-hmm. school or middle schooler, was Gryffindor. I know. I'd be curious. Yeah. Guys, let us know if you want us to live retake our uh, sorting hat quizzes on Pottermore. And let us know what ha- what houses you guys are. Curious what the majority of our readers are. Like, are they Ravenclaws? Are they Gryffindors? Slytherins? Hufflepuffs? Let us know. Yeah, I'm curious too. That'd be mm-hmm. like that would give us a lot of insights into our demographics. Exactly. Um. Okay, Carl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually really curious how you're going to answer this. If what? somebody told you that I was arrested, but without giving you any context or explanation, what is the assumption that you would make and why? I probably would assume that you were publicly intoxicated. Um, 
and I don't know if it would just be that like you just being way too drunk but I think I think it would probably be like you being publicly intoxicated and like some guy tried whether it was like us at the club together or like you with another friend and some guy was being like really really creepy and let's say you were blackout like I feel like you would like like you said like you would try to like cut a bitch and you'd be like get the fuck out of my face like you're like Latina would come out and I feel like if the cops are right there then could be a recipe for disaster but don't worry I'd be the first one to post bail for you oh thank you that makes I me won't. feel better honestly uh-huh. that's that's pretty accurate I feel like that's like when the tequila starts tasting like bitches can't say excuse me like that <laughs> like me also I did almost get arrested for to- public intoxication once in like a small town in Texas but did the you? sheriff's yeah the sheriff's deputy said that he didn't want to do the paperwork so he let us go yeah okay yeah do you eat pizza crust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. however I have to have ranch with it I will oh, not eat no. I will not eat the pizza crust dry and crusty. No. It has to have a dip. It has to have a dip. It's like a Dude, plastic. this is this is like going to UT and everyone like eating fucking Domino's with ranch really hurt my New Yorker's soul. Because when you're in New York, I never in my life knew that people ate pizza with ranch. Like that was not a thing. Because in New York, the crust is doughy it's gooey it's oily it's like seasoned with garlic you don't need a ranch like that's just because the crust you're eating is dry and flavorless like yeah you don't that's what i just need said ranch yes it would but- honestly it would kill your soul to know that when i lived in italy we had to learn how to eat pizza with a fork and a knife and you wow. cut you cut your pizza well yeah it's like the neapolitan pies but yeah no i mean nothing will ever be a new york slice that is my favorite type of pizza um but yeah i mean if you didn't eat crust though i definitely would think you were a cereal cereal killer because only cereal killers don't eat the crust it's like what are you trying to watch your weight like you just ate a slice of pizza just eat the fucking crust oh my god okay well on the topic of food what would be your death row meal last meal on earth Oh God, it's so hard. I know I've said that for like every question. <laughs> I'm just very indecisive, guys. Like, know this about me. Like, if you ask me where I want to go eat, like, it's going to take me 10 years to make a decision. So I actually have this in my phone, a death row meal. Let's pull it up. When I was in Croatia with my friend, we actually talked about this over dinner. And sorry, this is going to be long-winded because we had um, courses and we have a drink per course. But okay. So my appetizer is hummus and pita with a glass of Chardonnay. If you guys know, don't know this about me, I love hummus. Like I actually need to have hummus at least once a day. I make my own hummus. Like my favorite food is Mediterranean food. So like a great fluffy piece of pita with hummus. Mwah. Okay. Entree, New York slice of pizza with thick crust. And specifically from Mario's in Chappaqua, because that's where I grew up. And Mario's was my favorite slice of pizza and a Prosecco spritzy type drink. I was like, that will work because it's pizza. It's Italian. Don't need to get into pizza because we just talked about that. But it says enough for itself. Then my my side is a salad with roasted veggies because I got to have my health, my greens in there. And I love roasted vegetables. Um, so that would be like a roasted Brussels sprout, a roasted cauliflower, some sweet potatoes, add more hummus in there because I love hummus in my salads. And then a spicy mark, um, which I also said at the beginning is one of my favorite drinks or my go-to drink. And then for dessert, 
I would have a slutty brownie. So that's a brownie with a cookie bottom and then an Oreo in between and then a brownie top. And with Cafe Panna um, chocolate, chunky chocolate ice cream scoop. Cafe Panna is the most amazing ice cream I've ever had in New York City. They have different flavors and pints every single day and every week. Um, and they have the best chunks I've ever had in ice cream. So it would have to be like a chocolate-based flavor with some sort of like brownie cookie type chunk. And then my drink would be an ice matcha latte with oat milk because I am a slut for ice matcha lattes. Like I literally would get my first born child if if I could ever have one again. Like I'd be like, here, I need to have my matcha. So good. And there we go. And scene. <laughs> and scene. So like if anyone needs inspo for their death Romeo, there you go. Um, wow. I feel like I learned so much about you, but at the same time, I like almost knew what your answers would be. You knew my death row meal was going to be long-winded. I definitely knew most of those components of your death row meal. (laughs) I don't know if I would have listed them out in the courses like that, but I I think I knew the components. Yes, yes. I am pretty predictable. I like eat basically the same thing every day. All right, besties, thanks for listening to our Q&A and finding out a little more details about Mia and I. I know these were some fun, random questions, but let us know if you want us to do another Q&A because we had a very fun time doing this one. Yes, hope you had a great time listening, besties. Make sure to catch our next episode. So until next time, happy reading, besties. Besties.